0: You're listening to FecalFace.com. So we'll just go ahead and kind of jump into a question that was submitted through Twitter. It's from Brix Bix Burnett, and uh, he wanted to know: um, Did Matt ever dream of make that would be you? By the way, uh, if you ever dreamt of making an animation, really loves your work. What do you say about that?
1: Hi, Bix Burnett. I have always dreamed of one day making an animation. For now, I like to make single drawings and comics and watch the animation in my mind. But seriously, someone help me do this the real way. I want to learn animation and hire animals to hand color the animation cells. Monkeys would do a great job but I'll settle for otters. Thanks for your question and remember, life is animation.
0: Oh, that's that's a great answer, Matt. I appreciate that. Thanks for your question, Bix. Uh, if you have a question for Matt Furry, you're encouraged to either Twitter it to us, or you can email it, contact at fecalface.com, and also Facebook. Uh, Matt has stepped out of the building to use the restroom. I'm going to find... Uh, I'm John Tripp, your fecal face guy, and I don't even know what... C- we should have a little bit of music in the background, huh? Matt?
2: I think that's a good idea.
0: Whoa, your voice changed. Well. So uh let's see here, real quick. We're just uh we need some music in the background. Why don't we do an old uh fecal face mix of some sort? How about sober tober from Dave Potts? We'll put that in the background. How's that sound? Hey Dave. We'll just skip ahead. I hate that first song. So, uh, yeah, if you have a question for Mr. Matt Furry. Anyway, we'll just continue here. Um, <clears throat> Mr. Schmartypants would like to know through Twitter, have you overthought thought of doing, well, I guess he probably meant ever. Uh, I know you have boys club. Have you ever thought about doing a girls club? Your zine, he's referring to your zine.
1: Hi, this is Matt Fury. Hey,
2: um, thanks for your question. Uh, what was it again? I'm
0: sorry. Uh, he would like to know if you've ever thought about doing a girls club because you've done a boys club zine. Oh, that,
2: that's a great question actually.
0: Uh, I have not, um,
2: not really into the whole girl thing, uh, but, uh, my girlfriend actually has done a few strips, uh, called girls club and, uh, the girls like, I think there's a booger joke and maybe a joke about their period.
0: And what do, uh. You're at, what, number three of the Boys Club?
2: Um, I actually just put out uh, the fourth issue of Boys Club on Pigeon Press, a publisher outside of Oakland.
0: How did you get involved with Pigeon Press?
2: Um, Well, Alvin got in touch with me. Uh, He he runs Pigeon Press through the internet and uh, like my drawings and stuff and uh, saw a zine that I put out called Boys Club and wanted to publish it. So, and the rest... uh, it's history. It's history. I'm a rich man now.
0: Really? Wow. So, actually, um, we got lots, tons of questions uh, to get through. But you're from Ohio, yeah? Originally. Yes. Which I've, I've, I grew up in Ohio, pretty much. What part of Ohio? You're like from Cleveland, right? You grew up more like in Michigan, practically. Well, Toledo. It's, <laughs> it's like an hour away from Cleveland. <laughs> what brought? What? What? Uh, what got you to San Francisco? Um.
2: I moved out here uh, kind of on a whim. I I graduated college, and uh, a college roommate wanted to move out to San Francisco, and I had a car, and uh, so I was 21 years old, and I just hopped in the car and went on a trip, and uh, basically never came back after that, Um, but it was a fun road trip, and uh, I really love San Francisco, and uh, it made me the man I am today, even though I I have kind of a high-pitched voice.
0: Wait, when was was that? What year was that when you first came out here? Uh, 2001. 2001 and what were what were some of the first things that you did when you got to san francisco
2: well i actually lived in Daly city when i first moved here and uh, that was fun you know we had a house and it was always foggy out there and there's a giant graveyard in coma and uh, there's a place called sarah bowl that we'd go to a lot and uh, they had bowling and karaoke that that was a lot of fun
0: that place is great yeah they they have like what five dollar pitcher beers and special thursday night stuff
2: yeah, yeah, it was something good like that. The karaoke was definitely awesome. Like there were some real, like
0: serious, <laughs> serious karaokeers
2: that would go there, and uh, I had never seen that before. So I, I was thoroughly entertained.
0: Your voice—it's—it's it's changed. What happened to? Uh, you had something in your throat. Um. Oh, hey, we have a. Hi,
1: hello. this oh. is Matt Fury. Hi, hi, Matt. Hey.
0: So uh, we're gonna continue with your questions. Uh, we got one from Michael, who is a contributor, obviously to Fecal Face. Um, he would like to. He wrote, uh, "Could talk about how you came up with the Zine Boy's life. It's so damn funny," he says. Thank you, sir. I like your.
1: Uh, hus- I can't come to the telephone. Do da do da. Leave your message when you hear the tone. Oh, do do da da.
2: Hey, thanks for the question. How did I come up with Boy's Life? Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, Boy's Life is basically for anthropomorphic characters, and uh, I don't know how I came up with it. Actually, John and I were just talking about um, a cartoon that's on Cartoon Network uh, called Problem Solvers. That just came out. uh, Ben Jones. It's done by mastermind Ben Jones, and uh, I I was into his um, comics and zines. Uh, that I actually got introduced to uh, via the internet and uh, then I I went to like the Alternative Press Expo in in, um, San Francisco and picked up some of his zines and was really inspired and it it really inspired me to do Boys Club that and uh, shows like Ren and Stimpy and Beavis and Butthead and just like kind of that weird subversive uh, cartoons that were on like MTV and stuff growing up in the early 90s Neon Flux Neon Flux was awesome (laughs) yeah Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um oh uh we have a question from Sounding 1972 Jennifer Quler Um do you go do you go through several several drafts when you write Boys Club or is it just a stream of consciousness and where do uh, ideas I'll come from I'll call
1: you back someday.
0: Wow
2: Hey thanks for your question um Uh when I have an idea I just like write it down For the most part, I've stayed to this like six-panel grid, so it's kind of like the setup and punchline are contained within six panels, and I kind of have that in my head. And then uh, a joke, a joke will come to mind, or like a memory of, you know, some like weird college experience or high school experience about, you know, either getting high or getting too drunk or you know doing whatever Um, would pop into my head, and I just write it down and then put on, put it into the comic. So it was basically kind of just to entertain myself.
0: And then today you you played hooky.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely played hooky today. Uh,
0: Is I, you in some frisbee?
2: Indeed, yeah. Um, I called up my friend Dave, uh, who's also from Ohio, and I asked him if he wanted to go to Kabuki Hot Springs today and take a bath with me. Um, but he suggested going to the beach instead, so we went to this great beach called Gray Whale Cove. And uh, a friend of ours, our friend Nicole, had just gotten a convertible and a small dog. So we had a convertible, a small dog, and some friends. And went to the beach and just hung out in the sun and played frisbee. That sounds really nice. It was awesome.
0: It's going to be even warmer tomorrow. Next question. Are you ready for the next question, Matt? Uh, Yeah. Let's see here. Um, Let's go to an email. We have a lot of emails, too. We'll go to the first email. which This question came in all the way from Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, Wonder Fair, which is a gallery and store in Lawrence, Kansas.
2: Oh, yeah, I know those guys. Hey, what's up? Yeah. Uh,
0: do you know Eric Dobbins?
2: Yeah, I've just i I've communicated with him for sure over the Information
0: Superhighway. Hey, Eric, how are you? Um, well, he's not here anymore. This was at uh, twelve twelve thirty in the afternoon he sent this email. <laughs> nice to hear from you, Eric. Great. <laughs> Go ahead and say what you needed to say. He's got a silly question <laughs> for you, Matt, uh, that he'd like to toss into the mix. He's really looking forward to it. Dear Matt What is the favorite thing That you've ever drawn before?
1: Wanting Waiting For you Uh
2: Favorite thing that I want to
0: draw No that you've uh, ever drawn Oh ever drawn Your favorite thing that you've um, Ever drawn Past Mm. tense
2: Man you just blew my mind With that question Uh, Probably uh, Cheeseburger I draw a lot of drooling skulls, I, and a friend of mine co- called me out on that uh, a while ago and said that I drew too many drooling skulls, and uh, now I'm happy to say I make a livelihood dra- drawing things like drooling
0: skulls, so I think that's my best thing, I guess. What about the uh, that gigantic piece? You haven't worked in such a large scale. I, rem- I really like that one of a complete epic war scene, do you remember? Did, what was the title of it? Do you- that was years ago.
2: Oh, yeah. That was a long time ago. Um, actually, an artist friend of mine ended up getting that, um, my friend Matt Lines. and uh, Lucky. He, uh, yeah, that was awesome that he bought that. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I should do more stuff like that. But I honestly, I've been kind of lazy lately and just kind of, um, I like just, you know, that, that one was more like a novel for me and the drawings I'm doing these days are more like poems.
0: Oh, okay that was a great piece Matt 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 is very lucky to have it next question comes in from San Diego Wales Vagina Mike Maxwell really great guy Um, I'll just go ahead and sort of read his email question Your work is very whimsical and childlike on the surface. The figures often look like they could be a stuffed animal or toy. However, these figures find themselves portrayed in very adult situations, which I find to be an interesting contradiction. I'd like to know, what did your drawings look like when you were a kid?
1: Hello. You have reached 4353949. We are currently unable to answer because we are either chasing or being chased by bats. Please leave a message.
2: Um, That's a good question. Uh, oh, when I was a kid, I drew, like, stuff that most kids were drawing. Like, I did a lot of... I did stuff with my cousin Dave called Secret Cities, where we would just draw out, like, big space stations and stuff like that, and draw, like, gun turrets and satellites and, you know, weapons and planes and stuff like that. And uh, I graduated into doing, like, more Dungeons & Dragons style stuff, like uh, warriors with swords and a lot of dragons and stuff like that. Did you used to play Dungeons & Dragons? (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. Um, (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I played for a little bit.
0: Yeah. What, uh, What level did you get to?
2: Man, I can't remember. I, I played uh, this this campaign called The Dark Sun, where it was, like, based in, like, a desert kind of <laughs> place. <laughs> uh, I don't remember my character, but I also played a Star Wars campaign, and I played a Wookiee, and I, I remember getting, like, uh... They had Star Wars? Yeah, they had a Star wow. Wars one, and I got, like, uh, charisma points for, like, actually doing the Wookiee noise during a battle.
0: Wow. Yeah, so... Who gave you the points? or other, the other, uh... Uh, It
2: was, yeah, it was my friend Brian Spurl's older brother who was very competitive.
0: And he gave you the extra points.
2: Yeah, he hooked me up. (laughs) Yo, Joe.
0: (laughs) Moving on. Thank you for your question, Mike.
2: Wait, did I even answer the question?
0: Yeah, you went into uh, different childhood drawings that you did. If you have a question for Mr. Matt Furry, you're more than welcome to email, contact at com. You can also Twitter and Facebook. If you go to fecalface, we have links to our Twitter and our Facebook. How you doing over there, Matt? Uh,
2: I gotta, I'm got doing well, thank you.
0: <laughs> so we're moving on. Uh, this question comes in from, wow, Tripper dungan the third Seriously. what's up tripper Um between skeletor and the hamburglar who would win in a clean thumb wrestling match tripper dungan
1: hi this is matt fury advising you that you spend way too much time on the phone go outside see the world live a little have fun
0: hope that answers your question tripper actually Rebecca Valinski she has a question she's actually from Romania Uh, you're quite popular in Romania I guess question is uh, what are you oh this is actually I'd like to know this question some of your favorite comics I would like to go a little bit deeper not just uh, general but Were your favorite comics now, and your favorite comics growing up? And were you into comics actually growing up? Great question. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I like. You're
2: welcome. I like comics. Um, Some of the stuff I've been reading lately. um, uh, I like uh, CF's Power Masters. Uh, I think they're on Power Masters three now, and that's put out by Picture Box. I like uh, anything by Johnny Ryan. It's just, like, uh, really offensive um, juvenile humor, and I can really uh, relate and identify with that kind of stuff. Um, Lisa Walt is doing some really cool, gross-out comics. Uh, she's got a series going uh, on Pigeon Press called I Want You. And uh, probably my favorite comic is uh, called Tales from Green Fuzz um, by Will Sweeney, and he is... a artist and illustrator out of london england and he does like these great psychedelic comics about like uh little sandwiches and hot dog enemies and women that are made up of a broccoli flower and um all kinds of cool shit um and growing up i was into like uh just i i like the max That was probably one of my favorite ones like when image comics was coming out um just because it was like surreal and weird and i really liked the, the style of it and um You know, even earlier than that, I was into, like, X-Men and stuff like that, but honestly, I think I just like collecting the cards, and I like collecting the comics because of their covers. I didn't really read a lot of comics. I had a shitload of comics, but I didn't really read them.
0: Did did you like the smell?
1: Next on Public Radio 91, we'll be hearing music of Antonin Dvorak. This is the Beep Serenade in C-sharp minor, opus 72.
0: listen to fecalface.com. We're here with uh, Mr. Matt Furry. And we're uh, listening to this really great song. And uh, we're just kind of making at... Our-
1: this is Matt Fury. Hi Matt, how's it going?
0: Thank you again for uh, coming over here to Fecal Face's uh, satellite office in the mission where we keep all of our technical radio podcasting gear.
2: This is cool. I feel like I'm in mission control over here.
0: <clears throat> we have a question from um, Weston. So I'm pretty bad at uh, pronouncing people's last names, and I don't want to pronounce it poorly. Uh, Doucette. I'll just say Doucette. Uh, Weston Doucette has a question, and uh, I'm just going to read it verbatim. Hey Matt, I was wondering if you've ever had people criticize your cartoon drawings as not a true type of art in quotations, and also what type of ed- advice would you give to a young, ex- aspiring artist? Yours
1: truly. Sorry, I'm far too depressed to come to the phone. If you can be bothered, leave a message after the sound of the gunshot, and maybe somebody will call you, I guess.
0: Uh sorry about that.
2: Uh <laughs> <while> well <laughs> I got you off there, John.
0: Uh the question is basically just wanting to know if you've ever had people like criticize your drawings as not a true form of quote unquote art. Um and what kind of advice would you give to an as ins- a, s- a young artist um making their way through the internet art world and physical art world? That we existed in 2011 approaching 2012 in approximately 10 or so months wow um
2: I guess the thing that I get criticized for is uh that I'm kind of aware of but try not to do too much is uh just basically writing comic books um it's kind of for a loser so um I lost big time in that department.
0: So uh, people call you a loser?
2: Yeah, they call me names, man, but I just got to stay strong.
0: You got to forge ahead. Um, But I think what he was trying to get to with this question is... um, I don't know. Can you get anywhere with that question? I I guess... Is there a difference between drawing cartoons and what some might consider art
2: my my biggest advice especially for an, a young artist starting out is uh, to just follow your own instincts and to do art for yourself and uh you know i got into doing comics because i was inspired by other comic book artists and illustrators and I, i'm constantly struggling with this like whether i'm an artist or an illustrator or cartoonist or whatever but it's kind of pointless to put a name on it just like if you're doing it for yourself and to entertain yourself and your friends then like that's why you're doing it and if like uh it starts catching on then that's even better but it's not necessarily doesn't have to you know as long as you're like having a lot of fun doing it you're putting your true self into it and you're doing it for the right reasons then but at the same point in time i do a comic about like mostly fart humor and like getting too drunk and stuff like that so sometimes i think maybe i could be spending my time more wisely
0: interesting moving on uh we have a question from thank you for the question weston do sit. i believe i'm probably pronouncing your name wrong i apologize uh paul Windle, probably also pronouncing his name wrong he has a two-part question <coughs> uh return of the quack is rad <coughs> so oh wait
2: thanks for your question Here's
0: uh <laughs> do you see yourself doing more games in the future and to uh kind of illustrate what we're talking about do you want to just sort of what it what what was what is Return of the Quack? Well
2: Return of the Quack was a great project. Um, uh, Eric Nakamura from Giant Robot got in touch with me and uh, was basically trying to put an artist with uh, like a indie game designer Um, and uh, this kid is like 21 years old and he's from Canada and he did all of the programming for the game and like uh basically i just did all the backgrounds and all the characters for the animations and all the little explosions and stuff like that and he took care of like stringing it all together and telling me how to like animate the like the hamburger that shot the patties out and everything like that (laughs) so um it was a really cool experience and i would love to do another one you know it's like a flash based game so like uh hopefully i can hopefully i can hook up with the same team and do uh do a return of the quack too
0: and uh we actually kind of talked about this a little bit earlier about uh i think someone else also asked a question about animation and we talked about ben jones's cartoon on the cartoon network have you uh ever thought about doing an animation has anyone ever approached you about doing one i mean i think it would be great
2: well, I think I should mention first from the last question the guy that programmed it was his name was Chevy Ray Johnson and he did it. he does a, a website called flashpunk.com and that kind of like helps indie game designers like uh, gives them shortcuts and stuff for, for making games I guess um, but uh, I, I've considered I think it's a good time for animation right now I, I've definitely got emails from people and people that are I've worked with Nickelodeon and gotten some emails from people that were somehow hooked up with Cartoon Network and stuff like that. And I guess like a lot of like cool shits being made right now. So um,
0: Jay Hal, I mean, yeah. I think we can kind of doing stuff with Nickelodeon. That's pretty awesome.
2: Definitely, yeah, that's really cool. So I think it's a good time for like indie artists to be getting into animation and stuff. But at the same time, uh, there's something like uh, I I just like having all the. It's not necessarily a lot of money, but I like having complete creative control over something, because I think when you get to that point, you're depending on writers and animators and, like, a whole team of people to kind of, like, realize your vision or whatever, which is cool. Um, but kind of overwhelming at the same time.
0: I think it would be great if you had a cartoon.
1: You are dazed, The real nerd. Trapped in a world without time, where sound collides with color and shadows explode.
0: I think you touched right on the point of what we're all feeling at the moment. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, if we can continue here, uh, we have lots of questions to get through. Um, I would say so far these podcasts, you're you're definitely getting much more questions asked That's what I'm
2: talking about people. (laughs) Let's
0: do this. Uh this one's from Walt. That's a great name. Gorky. Walt Gorky. Um he would like to know he's wondering about the uh your process Matt in the interactive return of the quack game. Again, um that was recently at Scion J M M N M M in Los Angeles. Um, I think we just answered that question, basically. It just wanted to know if you were doing any future animation games or any of that
1: sorts of... Any of that sorts of... Hello. My name is Anigo Montoya. You killed my father. Leave your name and number and prepare to die.
0: Wow. That's, uh... That's good. Um, Weston... Oh, he's back. Uh... He uh, has another question. P.S. One more. Um, oh, that's this. This is actually a good one. I think. F- your favorite horror movie gore scene. Do you have a favorite horror movie gore scene?
2: Oh, at first I thought you said my favorite horror movie. Horror movie. or <laughs>
0: yeah. horror? What's your
3: favorite <laughs> horror movie? <laughs> like pretty basic, in, basic in, instinct. Pretty and in pink. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, my favorite horror movie. Uh, shit. Um. I, I meant
0: the Julia Roberts one, not Pretty in Pink. What's the t- Julia Roberts thing? Oh yeah, Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman. Yeah. <laughs> pretty woman not Pretty in yeah. Pink. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: um I don't know. You know, I've been listen or I've been not listening to Friday but, the 13th? Uh, Friday the 13th is cool, but that's just kind of a slasher. I be- yeah. I like watching like Dario Argento's films, um like Suspiria and that kind of thing. Um I, I can't remember the names off hand uh but um you know he's an italian horror movie guy that was he he kind of made his peak in the 80s and it was cool because um the stories were really good but the acting was kind of campy and cheesy it was always like overdubbed um but the lighting was beautiful and the kill scenes were awesome ayana and i just watched one called like the opera or something um about this chick who gets cursed after like uh, getting the lead role in the opera and this guy ends up like you know killing everybody affiliated with it or whatever and there's this one scene where this dude gets stabbed in the back of the head and you can see the blade coming out of his mouth like through his throat and then out of his mouth and I thought that was really artistic so uh, that was cool. <laughs> it was subtle yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know anything by Ardento is pretty good except some of his movies are crap but uh, Suspiria I guess, is one of my favorites.
0: Excellent, Weston. If you're still listening, keep them coming. You got some good questions. Uh, this one is from Ben Clark, um, <clears throat> and I'm just, I'm just, I'm not even previewing these. I'm just going for it. I'm just gonna read it straight off.
2: Oh, hey, John. I got to ask you a personal question. What? Sure. Um, actually, you probably don't want to air this, but I think I need a password to get onto your uh thing. What's is it? Rocky's house?
0: Oh, no, it's the one with a bunch of weird numbers and stuff. Okay. And hey, it's, sk- <laughs> it's skate it's skater die. Really? Of course, yeah, why not? <laughs> Alright people, so if you're ever in the neighborhood, skater die. <sighs> if you ever want to get on my internet, <laughs> it used to be skater die. <laughs> now it's skater dead.
2: Wait, okay. is it skate or die or Or die?
0: Hey, Jessica, what is it? <laughs> Oh yeah, that's it. Skate or die. Skate with an eight. Without an eight, we spelled out. Oh, I got it. Okay, I got it. All right, skate or die. No eight, everybody.
2: Thanks, twenty people that are listening.
0: No, we're up to seventy-five. Whoa! (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here we go. Um, So Ben Clark. Uh, he wrote, um, he's getting ready to graduate from art school, uh, Ringling College in Sarasota, Florida, with a degree in graphic design. Um, he's having a hard time keeping himself interested in what he's doing. A lot of that probably has to do with the fact that I'm working on projects I wouldn't necessarily create outside of this experience. But my question to you is how do you keep yourself motivated to just create and stay interested in what you're making? For yourself and for your clients question mark
2: wow that's a really good question um well when i first started out i I, you know i'm from ohio and john's from ohio and you know i moved out to san francisco to try to like become an artist because it's you know one of the most beautiful cities in the united states and apparently there's a lot of artists here and a lot of great spaces to show art and stuff like that so i basically just kind of moved out here with like uh about a thousand four hundred dollars and uh... got a day job working at a picture frame shop and would just do art on the weekends and after my job and stuff like that and um, i don't know i think that if you're just doing it for yourself and even if even if you have to make artwork within a certain you know if you're working professionally as an illustrator or as a web designer or anything like that you just gotta make time to
0: do it for yourself too i guess and i guess that's that- it Do you mind if I jump in real quick? Not at all. That just reminds me, I had a lot, when I first moved here, lived with a lot of skateboarders and a lot of them went to uh, San Francisco Art Institute and my good buddy at the time, Patrick, um, went there and one thing he said to me always just stayed with me and it was uh, basically during that period, I don't know if people are still talking about that there, but that the most important thing you can do is get a job. First, obviously, if you have an interest and a passion, like get to a big city like San Francisco or New York or something like that or Chicago where there's a support network. But get a job doing something that isn't actually related in your art field so that like you can wait tables or whatever and then when you get home at night, you have a lot of energy and passion about creating whatever art you want to create. I don't know. I just hear so many people who... You know, are interested in art, and obviously there's different. Everyone's different, but you know, graphic design, illustration, people who want to work professionally in that. You know, and also do their own personal work. It just I can't imagine like expending all that creative energy coming up with Microsoft logos, and then wanting to actually go home and focus on your art personally. I don't know, and I think um, getting a lot of it seems some emails from younger people just seems like the most important thing is to do it now you know while you have the energy and you don't have a a wife or a child or like anything like that just to yeah yeah that's actually a really good point i i guess i
2: never really saw it that way but i just kind of stumbled into it because i've always liked drawing and it's always been like a great escape for me and i I always knew like after I graduated college I wanted to be an artist, I didn't necessarily know how to do it except for just to work really hard you know so you just gotta get yeah it's fine just getting some bullshit job that you can just go to and then you're done with it and then you got all this free time especially yeah if you're not committed to a family or you're in a new atmosphere then you can just like you gotta create the space in your house you know I've always just done my artwork in my own house uh, just like at my desk so um, and I'm still doing that. And I think it's just important to set up, have that structure, and just do it yourself, you know.
0: Thank you for the question, Ben. Uh, We're gonna. Oh, we got we got some good questions this evening. You're listening to uh, fecalface.com. Obviously, that URL that you loaded into iTunes was fecalface, and not. I see your email, Mr. Travis Millard, sent at 9:13 p.m. Pacific time. Is anyone listening on the West Coast? Or the East Coast, I mean. The other side of um, United States of America.
2: You should give them a phone number. What's your John, what's your cell phone <laughs> <laughs> like, I number? Don't, I don't know if I want to do that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, everyone, I'm sure, would be nice and friendly and stuff. But, um, but they do have every other way to contact at the minute. If anyone's listening on, uh, I don't know, anywhere outside of San Francisco or outside of California. I guess we got some... Anyway, I'm babbling now. Sorry about that. That's what a bathroom break will do to you. Um, so we're here with uh, Mr. Matt Furry, and you're listening to, I don't know, live streaming com interview with Matt Furry. We're just going to kind of continue um, pants through Twitter, our fecal face at Twitter. Um, I don't know. I just I, I like this one. He wrote... Cats or dogs? Question mark. And then he wrote, or cats with a K and a Z, or dogs.
1: Dogs. You do not really understand something unless you can explain it to your grandmother.
0: Sorry about that. Uh, Dogs,
2: I guess, with a Z. Dogs with a Z. With a W. D A W G Z.
0: D A W G Z or K A T Z. Or you can go cats, normal spe- English spelling, or dogs. Um, oh, this this is actually a really good. Smarty Pants has uh, quite a few good questions, actually. Um, I would like to know this question, because I think it's. Do you like ranch dressing with your pizza?
1: D W L U J Z. Uh,
2: actually, ranch dressing on pizza is disturbing. Uh, because I just watched a movie about it, and that's what they feed all the
0: kids at schools. Oh, is it, like, what movie was that? It's about, uh... The Food Inc. or something? No,
2: it was, uh, what was it? I haven't seen that. It was about, basically, the, um, the obesity problem in America, and how kids' lunch menus kind of affect that. And there's, like, s- actual footage of kids, like, dipping entire pepperoni pizzas into a bag of, like, ranch dressing. Wow, that... But to be honest, I do it all the time, and I love it.
0: Yeah, it's already taken something that's pretty <laughs> junky and making it even more junky.
2: It's really good. and uh,
0: I like to smoke cigarettes wrapped in bacon.
2: That's good, too. Yeah, that's really good.
0: <clears throat> um, let's see here. We have uh, Let's go back to email, contact at fecalface.com. Obviously, if you're listening live, if you've downloaded a podcast after January 25th, 2011. You're, it's too late. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, Frankie would like to know. It's Frankie Brack. Um, <clears throat> you would like to know how you went about getting your comics uh, published. What your, your your first comics like? How did how did you actually get your your first comics pub- published?
1: The things I want to know are in books. My best friend is the man who will get me a book, I ain't read. I missed that.
2: Uh, Can you repeat, please? (laughs) Uh, sure.
0: Uh, hold on. (laughs) I didn't understand.
1: The things I want to know are in books. My best friend is the man who will get me a book, I ain't read.
2: Basically what I'm trying to say is, um, books, uh, especially comic books, uh, contain... Some of the best wisdom and truths uh in america if not in the universe so um my interest in books uh are actually handed down to me from my grandfather abraham lincoln excellent question and
0: uh i would like to know are you reading um besides comic books are you reading anything specific right now
3: um
0: i've been reading the believer magazine
2: which is published here in san francisco and it's basically like reading a book.
0: Any good articles? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I just read an article today about um, these twins that were born in Melbourne, Australia. One of them is a scientist slash mathematician, and the other one is more of an artist. And uh, they're really into, like, really abstract, mathematical, geometric, blah, blah. I didn't really understand everything, but basically they they found out that crocheting or the act of crocheting they could actually um use like mathematical geometric whatevers and uh remake um what is it uh, coral reefs. So they would uh they would uh, uh, somehow <laughs> Uh, knit together coral reefs. Uh, oh. I can't really explain it right now very well.
0: But, I uh, think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, the uh, the reefs in Australia are, can be damaged and
2: yeah, that shit is getting bleached as we speak.
0: <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Pardon me. Uh, thank you for your question, Francis Brack. Not black.
2: Brack. But I like reading nonfiction things, specifically like in, about like environmental shit, just because I like to know what's going on, and it's like the most disturbing and interesting stuff. I can read.
0: This next question comes from Mister Travis Millard, who uh, lives in a cabin in Echo Park. Can I say that? Travis, I hope I didn't. It's cool. I can't wait to go back to summer camp uh hope they're they're probably sitting in there have you ever you should have you have you been to their awesome place man.
1: the time comes up on every public man when it is best for him to keep his lips closed
0: i'd like to
2: someday um i have not but um
0: they live in
1: an amazing
0: I've a, a, we did a studio visit so i'm not giving it away but like on the back side of this hill in echo park is this grouping of cabins and uh, they live like they're at summer camp it's amazing
2: that's awesome yeah I would love to come visit sometime
0: yeah you drive through Echo Park and just it's city life and then all of a sudden it turns into like anyway it's amazing <laughs> so Travis writes hi long time listener first time question <laughs> is your name pronounced Matt Furry like cuddly creature or Matt Furry like <laughs> like murderous rage
2: that's a good question, and um, actually my original name, um, which was given to my forefathers, forefathers.
0: <laughs> Your forefathers? My
2: forefathers in Sicily was Fiore, which uh, means flower. Are you
0: Sicilian? Uh,
2: Sicilian,
0: yes. Oh, are you, And you're Park. from Cleveland. Are you part of the La Costa Nostra?
2: Um, I'm not, but um, my last name is Sicilian, and uh, yeah, it comes from the word Fiore, which means flower. Uh, But then they changed it on uh, You know Arriving in America And changed it to
0: Hold on a second Yeah what happens if he says your last name
2: This is This is gonna be the final say I think (laughs) Alright here it comes
0: Fury Oh Fury There you have it it's Fury Wow um, and do you feel the pronunciation of your name has any reflection on the adorable and horrifying nature of your drawings? Good question, Travis.
2: Uh, great question. Um,
0: isn't there a quote that's like,
2: what's in a name? Meaning, I don't, maybe. Maybe, you know, it makes me think that, like, um, I already have a destiny in my my entire Life and my nature and everything is already predetermined, and maybe it, it, maybe, my last name is a clue to that.
0: And what am I supposed to do? Just trip all over the place? <laughs>
2: <laughs> but tripping's a good thing, you know. You go on trips. Yeah, actually, things are trippy. It's the spice of life.
0: Travis, if you're still listening, please follow-up question is uh, in order, I believe. Uh, Weston Dusit. Um, I'm not sure he didn't actually respond This is another question from him Uh, Any crazy party stories From art school? Oh yeah Crazy We need uh, some music here Nope. No No,
2: just kidding Uh. Crazy party stories from college? Oh I got a crazy story from college Um I had this friend, his name was JP, and he was like kind of a weirder, artsy guy, and he didn't really communicate well with others, and he was always sketching in his sketchbook, and he's like a really cool guy, and he was a friend of mine, and um, one time he found a dead bird and decided to take it to the cafeteria with him. So we're all sitting there at the lunch table, and we like get all of our food and everything then he sits down and he flops down a giant like dead robin onto his plate and then like carried it with him for like a week and then came to a, a party at our house and bit its head off
0: i, I was kind of I, I was looking at questions on the computer and then you were talking about a dead robin art school friend slightly socially awkward bites off head of dead robin how dead was the robin? Freshly it was, dead? It was really dead. Like no. in snow dead or no, kind of muddy just curb just dead. dead? I think it was freshly dead. Oh, okay. But he bit its head off. <laughs> and you saw it?
2: Yeah, I got a picture of him in mid-bite.
0: That was gnarly. And then he spit it out, obviously. Do you know they have, there there, might be some sort of bad things in there. I, to my knowledge, he's still alive. Okay, good. That's good. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, actually Bix Burnett is back and he or could be she um, is on the east coast dark New York City basements represent does Matt really have a pizza earring that he wears when he draws I think he does um, yes when you draw like- I get yeah like, yeah. you, you put it in before you start drawing? No, I'm he's That's a legitimate question. Like, do you... Are you like, well, I need to sit down and get some stuff done? Let me... Where's my slice of pizza?
1: Hi, have it. Um. No. <laughs>
2: I usually just wear this gold hoop earring. I've graduated the gold hoop earring. I decided I didn't need the pizza one anymore.
0: Oh, yeah, you have a... Yeah. It's subtle.
2: It's much more subtle. I got it in Atlanta, Georgia. Hotlanta. Hotlanta. <laughs> um,
0: Kristen Farr, who I know, uh, she hears that you're big in Japan. And uh, please tell us about your trip there last year.
2: Oh, it was a really great trip. Um, earlier I mentioned uh, really being into this artist, Will Sweeney. And uh, he's a London-based artist, and his wife is Japanese, and she organized a trip for us to both uh, meet up in Japan, and uh, he had an art show in a different spot, and I had an art show at this place called Beam's Tea, and um, it was a really awesome experience. I spent about two weeks in Japan, I was there, uh, I flew out there with my best friend Joe from from college, and uh, Japan is crazy. It's...
0: What's, what cities did you go to?
2: Um, we were in Tok- Tokyo mostly. and It's like the
0: super future
2: out in Tokyo. You know, just... You could stay up all night. We were in a bar. We were up in a bar. Um, they don't leave until you leave. So we were actually up until like 11 a.m. Two nights in a row just because they'll stick around. And we got free drinks and free food and everything. It was like we were rock stars. <laughs> it was really cool. Wow. And um, uh, my friend Will, who I met, the, the artist, he suggested going to Tokyo Tower in the basement. They had this uh, wax museum. You know, it was basically like an Eiffel Tower, but a Japanese version. And they had this wax museum that had like, like a weird torture section and they had like Gandhi and maybe some presidents and like some like, you know, political references. But then also they had like the singer from Metallica and Frank Zappa and like, These obscure, like, progressive rock stars and stuff that are only big in Japan. And it was all mixed in the same wax museum, so that was really interesting. I saw just a lot of weird shit while we were out there. We also went went to Kyoto, um, and then we took a day trip out to this place called Iga that had a ninja museum. We saw um, a bunch of, like, you know, history of the ninjas and saw all their weapons and, you know, what kind of people the ninjas were. It was... It was a great experience.
0: How long were you out there for? For just like two weeks. Oh, sounds nice. Yeah. Thank you for your question, Kristen. Oh, we have someone, uh, Benjamin Clark is listening in Florida right now. I want to be in Florida. Sounds nice and warm. Have you ever been to Florida?
2: Yeah, I lived in uh, Fort Lauderdale for a while.
0: I was going to say that <clears throat> I've n- obviously been well aware of your work for a long time. I could see the colors. You, and for some reason, I just feel like the big plant leaves I could see in your pieces. Is it any relation, you think? Or?
2: Yeah, you know, my dad lived in Florida when I was a kid, and uh, he had, like, a pool and, like, a canal in his backyard. And we actually spotted an alligator back there once, and there's always lizards around and awesome ferns. and Yeah, Florida's, like, the most tropical place you can get to in America besides, like, Hawaii. Like
0: yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, I think we, uh, anyone out there has anything to say to Matt right now? This is your last shot. Um, <clears throat> all right, Weston's back again. Uh, are some of your, oh, this is, this is, we're ending on a, a pretty, uh, heated. Are you, are, uh, some of your drawings supposed to represent rape? And <laughs> should the radio dude, I guess that would be maybe me, be worried? I don't... You wouldn't try to rape me, would you?
2: Um, No, two things that I think are wrong um, are rape and child molestation. Uh, So don't... Any of you listening out there that are interested in either raping or molesting, um, stay away from that stuff. And uh, be true to yourself, serve God only, and know that if you do, beautiful heaven awaits.
0: Does uh, anything else need to be added?
2: Oh yeah, and uh, one more thing. Uh, bear with me here.
1: Hold on, everybody. Read, read, read. Nod. That's it.
0: Read, read, read. Not. <laughs> so yeah. actually, I, w- I I always like to know what people are up to what are they working towards in the future like i don't know the next time we're gonna talk to you i'm sure it'll put all your news and information on fecal face but uh what do you have coming down the line i know that you have a show here in san francisco at needles and pins is that this friday yeah i actually have a zine release party this friday at
2: at needles and pins and uh I haven't talked to those guys, but hopefully the zine is ready and everything's good to go. And um, Stowe from Cinders in New York, he's gonna be in town and he's gonna be playing some noise music and have some artwork up. And his buddy who's in his band is gonna have some artwork. And I did a zine with this guy, Sam Gaskin, and he's gonna have some artwork in the show too. And I may have a few other, like Ayana might have some artwork and a few other friends. So I think it's gonna be like a three day show. Um,
0: I have a question Since we were talking about Cinders And Cinders, if people don't know Is sort of a like-minded gallery Like what we kind of all run around in And fecal face and stuff Um, I know that their landlord Raised the rent a whole bunch And they had to move Do you know if they found a new spot? I hope they did
2: Um, From what I understand They're in between spaces right now And I I think Stowe from Cinders Is just going on a road trip now And doing like a tour with his band um, so they're coming through San Francisco, and they're going to be here at Needles and Pens <laughs> on Friday. Check it out.
0: 6 to 9. Oh, yeah,
2: and if anybody out there has a PA system, they can use. Uh, I haven't asked my friends yet, but they're looking for a PA system, so get in touch <laughs> if you do. <laughs> just something small, because Needles and Pens is, you know, it's a small.
0: You don't really need to blow it out. Yeah, you don't need to blow it out. And What kind of music is that, just out of curiosity? I guess, it, you know, like uh, crazy noise stuff. Oh, nice.
1: Um wow. In war as in life, it is often necessary when some cherished scheme has failed to take up the best alternative open, and if so, it is folly not to work for it with all your might.
2: That was a quote from Abraham Lincoln.
0: Are you a... Uh, <clears throat> I just... Uh, we got a, a message from KQED Arts, actually. It's kind of nice. Talking about... Uh, they said, uh, this is my favorite radio program, which... Michael Krasny, watch out. Fegal face. And speaking of radio, are you a KUSF fan? Talking about some big changes happening in San Francisco radio? Yeah,
2: I heard about the shady business with KUSF, how they got bought out. And then, like, part of the agreement was that, like, they couldn't announce they were bought out until, like, the last minute. So they couldn't really, like, you know, raise money or raise awareness until the last minute. So it's.
0: it's Sounds like it was a, a deal between the people buying in university of san francisco and that all the negotiations actually happen behind closed doors
2: outside of k anybody involved
0: yeah last tuesday they just kind of came in at 10 in the morning and said you're done gotta go
2: some shady business because kusf is awesome yeah yeah i've listened to that for years and we would be ashamed
0: well we were i just went we're down at city hall this uh afternoon and supervisors Marr and Merrick Remy uh, condemn University of San Francisco's actions and uh, kind of I don't know what the city can do but kind of wave a finger in the direction of the University of San Francisco but as long as there were, I mean tons of people were down there, like a hundred people and I'm, I get the impression that there aren't that many people who go to board of supervisor meetings like that so it's nice to see that all those people show up, and there was a line of uh, they. You know, you have some time to actually like voice your concerns to the board of supervisors, and there the line was uh, from the front to the back. And mm-hmm. I actually didn't even stay that long. Anyway, so speaking of radio, uh, I don't know how what can happen in the future, but I support KUSF. Yeah, I definitely. I love KUSF, and uh, I
2: love. Um, yeah, I heard that actually. They went on to the Berkeley station. were actually talking about it. Um, what's the
0: Berkeley radio? K L X.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, like the the DJs or the radio announcers from K U S F were just so stunned, and they went on to the the Berkeley station to actually like answer questions and voice their opinions and stuff like that. I didn't actually hear it, but I always thought thought of those two as kind of competitive. But it was cool that like the dudes from K U S F went over to the Berkeley station and just just to be able to
0: talk about what was going on.
2: So that was interesting. Probably in the same
0: boat. Yeah. Anyway, I wanna <clears throat> got a show this Friday at Needles and Pins. Everybody that's in San Francisco uh, should be really fun. Zine release and Matt's getting into hang gliding, which is pretty cool. And you start that on Wednesday.
2: I'm actually starting hang gliding tonight.
0: Tonight? tonight. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> so we look forward to that. We thank Matt for coming into Fecal Face. And we thank everyone that asked and emailed and Twittered and Facebooked in their questions. And uh, if you're listening live, our next live podcast is going to be with photographer Corey Arnold. And his show is actually at Fecal Face on February 11th. And we'll probably, maybe the 9th or the 10th, do an interview with him. And if you're not familiar with this stuff, he, uh, he gets grants to... He travels the world photographing... Uh, take photographing. That's what wine does. Photographing uh, different fishermen people in Norway and people in Alaska. And anyway, it should be a very exciting show. He's coming out with a book on Chronicle Books that will actually have some copies, some of the first copies signed by Corey Arnold at the opening. Anyway, um, why don't we... Do you want to replay your mix that you, uh, that we started the podcast with? And, and by the way, if you are just kind of jumped in the middle of this, we're going to clean it up and put it up on our podcast sometime this week or early next week. Um, and if you missed the musical part of tonight's events, Matt, I think is putting it together right now so you can listen to his, uh. Industrial mix.
1: To all, to each, a fair good night, and pleasing dreams, and slumbers light
0: Thank you, Matt. Here comes his mix. Good night, San Francisco.
4: I bought skeleton, I bought skeleton, right now.
0: This is Fecal Face, San Francisco, California, 2011, January 25th, interview with Matt Furry. Signing off. Good night.